Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 344 for Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having the best day ever, best week, best month, best existence ever? If so, congratulations to you, but please get out of the way. The rest of us are still working on it. I am Josh Williams. I am comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, and my podcast here, the one man podcast is telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, and everything in between. And this week I'm going to tell you about the last little bits of things that I did to set up my computer. Whoa, fancy, exciting things. If this is your first episode, buckle up. I also had, I also had a, a, my first and only conversation on the dating app Tinder. And I'll tell you about that. It was quite uncomfortable. I met with my buddy Arash at his lovely restaurant. And I'll tell you about that. We were discussing maybe doing a stand-up comedy show. I took a shift helping a friend deliver pizzas at his restaurant. And let me tell you, it has been a hot minute since I've been a pizza delivery driver, but I'll tell you how that went guys. Buckle up, buckle up. I recorded multiple episodes of the podcast. Uh, you, some of you may have noticed just a big dump of episodes. I've recorded four episodes of the podcast in the last 24 hours. And here is number five. This will be the first one that's recorded and, uh, and set up ready on, on time in quite some time. So I'm very happy about that. I also am looking to put together a tour with a great comic. I will tell you about that. I just got my first glimpse of the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. And I'm going to tell you about that. Even if you're not into video games, I'm going to tell you about that. I'm very excited. I also watched a documentary that I'll tell you a little bit about. I didn't find too, too much of it. And I am participating in the Codenames Holiday Bash happening from December 26th to January 1st. And, and I picked my partner and a name, and I'll tell you briefly about that and what that is. <coughs> Excuse me. Still trying to get better. And of course, the more I talk, the more my system tries to kick gunk out and make me sound gross. Let's just call it that. So let's get right into it. I was telling you guys with the other episodes about how I've been setting stuff up. And the last revelation for my computer setup that I realized was that I needed to buy some speakers and a, and a webcam. So I did that. I ordered a set of speakers and a nice little subwoofer. I got a nice little sound coming out of this, uh, this computer and I'm very pleased. So one last time I did crawl under my desk and run a bunch of wires and strap a bunch of shit up and whatnot. But I, I think I'm happy to say, considering I've just put out a ton of podcasts that my setup now, I'm very, very pleased with. You can hear me rubbing my hands together in front of the mic, you know, like a professional, but things are good now. Things are good. I got my Logitech camera. I've already successfully completed a few little FaceTime calls. Been very, very happy about that. The webcam is less customizable. So I don't know about you guys. And we'd still love to hear from you. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I want to know what's going on with you guys and, and what's going on in your lives. But 
I've really taken to YouTube reviews, like for just about everything. When I'm laying in bed, being unproductive in the morning and being like, oh, I'm going to jump in the shower, but I, I can spend five minutes just scrolling through stuff. I see all sorts of advertisements that almost always work on me where I'm like, I want to get this, but I've, I pump my brakes. I jump onto YouTube. I type in the product. I type in reviews and I watch people review it. I get the not sales guy version of the product. Because that person in the video, let me tell you, they're super excited about that product and they're telling you all the amazing reasons that you should buy it. And sometimes it works on me, sometimes it doesn't. But when I feel it working, I'm like, well, wait a second, before I go buying this thing that's way too expensive, what's, what, what are people saying about it? You know, and then I'll watch some reviews and find out, you know, I would say 50, 50 to 75% of the time it is not as good as, uh, as it says. There's always like some stuff that, that the, the real reviews will tell me, but I'm doing that with everything now. <clears throat> so Black Friday, I actually, when it came to the webcam, I bought one and it was like, doesn't ship for like four days. And I was like, ugh. so like I waited a couple of days and then I saw a, like I was watching a review. I don't know why I just, I knee jerk bought it because of the price, like it was a good price. You know, it was like, let's say it was like 180 and it was like on sale for 129. I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good savings. Like 33% off. I'll take it. And then a couple of days still hadn't shipped. And I'm like, I'm like, like, oh, is that gonna, is that gonna work for like, I don't know. I don't know what sparked it. But I decided to look into it and see if, you know, if in fact it was, it was a good camera and then it, you know, watched a review, didn't like it. So I ended up opting to get like the next model up. And then I watched a review on that and I was like, oh, I'm not having that canceled that one. And then immediately I actually ended up buying one from Best Buy because Amazon was selling it for like 169 and I got it from Best Buy for like 149 and it's like a webcam, whatever. It was like HD 4k. And I'm like, ah, you never know. Maybe I'll do a live video for Facebook or something like that and, and want the extra resolution. So I, I, I just, I, I remember like I canceled like two different orders waiting to, you know, get this. I actually have been meaning to look and see, give me one quick sec, just so I'm not wasting your guys' time. I will not be able to move on with my life mentally until I check and make sure this went through. Okay. I see it counting again. So I'm going to go back to what I was saying. So yeah, I, I had to check uh, and see if I actually had in fact received a payment. You guys ever do that? Like they'll give you a payment back and they'll be like, yeah, it's going to take like five business days, but you're doing so much spending and stuff because of the season that you don't actually look and see if, if it has in fact, you know, come back on. And because there's so many things in and out, you just don't know. So I just stop and go, Hey, wait a second. And not to mention the fact that like I, I canceled so many of those cameras. I'm like, did they actually refund the money? Anywho. So cameras are, are, are mounted. However, I did learn that while the camera is in fact 4k, some of the customizable things that I saw on on, on the camera, on these videos were really only based on if it's like connected to like a windows PC. So with the Mac, I don't have the ability to, you know, change the viewing angles. So it's just kind of like a wide angle. I don't care. And I'm sure if I like hunted down a software, I could have a little bit more customization, but for now, really it is just so that when I'm talking to someone, they can see me, I'm not too, too worried about, about the angles and stuff like that. So I'm good. I'm glad that that's, that's there. I, I did meet with a buddy. I'll talk about what are you barking at, buddy? What are you barking at? I don't know if you guys can hear him, but what's, what's, what's happening? Hold on. What are we barking at? I really hope you can't hear that. Whatever I'm going to do it. You know what? It's that's the magic of this podcast is this happens in real time and, and we do it up. So my, I met with my buddy Arash. He is part owner of a lovely restaurant in the market called Alora. is very, very nice. I went there Friday after my, my Santa McClaws shift and <clears throat> excuse me. He wanted to do a comedy show there. Now that's a, that's a room I've actually done a show in before. It was, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like a long room with a second story. That's kind of like, it's like half open concept at the top. 
And at the bottom on one side of the room is the bar. And then the other side, there's banquettes. So sadly, when you're looking down from the top, you're looking down at the bar, which is in the center. And it's always important. Like I have friends who own restaurants and they're like, Hey, I want to do a comedy show. And I love that. I love that they want to do stand up. They want to bring in live entertainment. Sadly, when it comes to stand up, like it, it only works in certain environments. The environment has to be curated for it. I talked about the casino show last time and it was like, okay, but not good for stand up. So sadly this place, the, when I had done the show before the bar was underneath the second floor. So you had the option of you know, putting the stage where the bar is now. And that way people up top can see the comic on the stage. The The bar is opposite the stage, but the, at least people on either side of the stage on the main floor can see the comic. So you, you can seat enough people to make it worth your while to do a show. But the way it is now, the bar is where the stage would be. And so people up top, if you put the stage down underneath, everybody up top can't see this. The, the bar is blocking sight lines. It's just you know, and then with the support pillars for the second floor, there's just not great sight lines, not for a comedy show. You could have a band in there. It doesn't matter. You don't need to see the band, but when it comes to stand up, you know, if you're doing act outs and facial expressions of, you need the audience to be able to see you. And it's just not the case with, with this, but we did start talking about something because he was saying like, he wants to be able to, to, to provide some things that, you know, are, you know, that make it unique to his place. And I, I couldn't agree more that that's a great, a great business idea. So we sat and we chatted about some other things that I'm, I'm big on, and I'm going to put some notes down about it and then I'll discuss it with him again. I remember I was like, Hey man, he's like, can you come back Wednesday? I was like, absolutely. I can't, I completely forgot I'm going to London this week. So I'll have to do it when I get back. But once I get it more sussed out, I'll let you guys know, but it was actually an idea that came to me on the spot while we were chatting about something along the same vein. And I don't want to allude to it too much, but it was just like, Hey, I also host these other things. And then I was like, wait a second. What if. And, and I've already made a few phone calls and, and chatted with some other industry people and been like, have you ever heard of this? Like, would this be unique? And they're all like, yeah, something's like kind of similar, but not really. So when I have some, some time, I'm going to try to flush it out. But as I will describe to you guys in the rest of this episode, I've got a lot of things that I'm flushing out right now. And I'm excited. It actually gives me something to point my, my attention and my, my insanity at. So I'm, I'm very excited to, to have some projects to work on. But it was nice meeting with him. He has a lovely restaurant. I would certainly suggest it. Uh, the bartender there, Eric, I believe his name was, it was a great dude. Super, super nice shout outs to him. If I even have his name right, but great dude, great dude. A lot of fun, a lot of fun to chat with. Arash was so busy with, with meetings. Like he met with me then he met with somebody else. He was kind of bouncing around all over. It was hard for him. I'm sure to be able to, to maintain any, any single conversation. So he was, was kind enough to, to, you know, treat me to, to dinner at his place. I actually asked him like, what's, he's like, you want some food? I was like, uh, I'm like, sure. What's uh, what's good. He's like, the fried chicken's amazing. I look, I kind of gave him a look like you're going to make the fat guy eat fried chicken at a nice restaurant. But he's like, like, he's like, no, no, it's like, it's really, really well done. It's actually amazing. So I was like, well, that's what you suggest. Then I'll, I'll try that. But it actually came as like breaded chicken that was fried as opposed to like, like a leg or a thigh. It was like, it was just boneless chicken fried. It had a very nice uh, house sauce that they made with it. It was quite good. It was in fact, quite good. I took the recommendation. It was quite good. The, the fried chicken. So huge thanks to Arash for having me. I'm looking forward to working with him on something in the future. And of course, as soon as I get that sussed out, I'd be happy to tell you guys, cause we would love for you to come and partake. As I mentioned to you guys already, I've recorded multiple episodes of the podcast in the last, you know, 24 hours. I'm very, very happy. It did make me feel productive. And of course I immediately had people start reaching out via text and stuff, which shows me that while you listen to my podcast, you don't listen to me, 
which is that I would love for you guys to send me an email to contact at one I love that you're listening. I'll still take it where I can get it, but I would, I would very much love for, you know, if you're going to just send me a little, whatever for, you know, something that you thought or whatever, when you listen to the episode, throw it to me in an email and I'll just, I'll include you guys in the, in the comments, you know, uh, share with everybody else what you're thinking and, and whatnot. But again, if, if you absolutely have to text me, I, I do appreciate it, but just want the, the extra contact, the extra, the extra chitty chat sounds like, you know, there's more people listening. <laughs> I, uh, what else we got here? I don't want to take too much of your time tonight, guys, but <laughs> I'm looking at these different things. I'm going to be taking part in the, um, I mentioned it in the last episode, just because it was kind of like coming together right as I, right as I was recording. But I'm going to be doing my buddy, Tim Riel, who is the official host of the Codenames Live game on Twitch. So the developers of the game are 100% on board and sponsor. It is the Codenames Live, the official Codenames Live sh- game show on Twitch. And I'll be doing their holiday bash this, this winter from the 26th of December to the 1st of January, which is the last show. So hopefully we will, we will do well and make it far enough to, to play in the finals. I think the last time I played, I played, my partner was Paul Dean from the board game show, shut up, sit down on YouTube, which was super, 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 super popular. And this time I selected a very special partner, you know, co, co, co team, whatever teammate, teammate, red. Red, my friend Vanessa, who's who's a, a frequent contributor to the podcast in terms of co-hosting and sending in emails. Red's gonna be my partner. And the name we decided to go with is The Good Bitches. And by I say we decided, I mean I I asked her because she's always saying it. it it's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. On this podcast, I'm always like, yeah, no, I was trying to eat better like a good bitch. I was trying to go to the gym like a good bitch. I was trying to do more work on the house like a good bitch. And she's the only person I'll talk to. She's like, you know, I've been trying to be a good bitch and, you know, and I know that she's like tongue in cheek, you know, like, cause I say it, but I was like, that's, you're the only person who, who says that thing too. And so I really appreciate the fact that she's like, you know, jumped in with it. So I'm like, I was trying to think of something that was uniquely you and me read, you know, and I love that you say good bitches. So I'm like, I asked her, do you have any ideas for our team name? She's like, nope. And then like a day or two later, I'm like, you know, I, Tim is waiting for us to, to come up with a name. So I, I started Google something and then all of a sudden good bitches hit my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying to find his name like a good bitch. And I was like, oh, the good bitches. Then I go red, you know, I put it in the group. I'm like, I'm like, can we, I, I put to Tim, I was like, can we be called the good bitches? And he's like, yup. I'm like, all right, done, named. And then I, I sent him a red message. I go, what do you think? The good bitches? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm putting my foot down. I put my foot down. We're, we're, we're going to be the good bitches. So I just want to put the caveat out there that if you don't like the name or if you think it's bad, it is all my fault. It has nothing to do with red. So, but watch us, watch us. We will be at twitch, twitch.tv slash nerd incorrect. I'll let you guys know when our first episode it is, but the whole holiday bash happens between December 26th and January 1st. So something fun to do in between Christmas and new year's, you can watch some friends would love for you guys to be there and you can actually help me play. So whenever we have a, a name or a code thing, or whatever, you guys can actually help myself or red guess and, and potentially help us win. So would love to have the onesies there cheering on team, the good bitches are just coming you know, come on and cheer on the good bitches. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm actually looking forward to it. And it's actually more fun for me to have things to plug on the podcast. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. What else have I, I, I had, I'm looking to hear I'm only 17 minutes in. I think I'm, I'm banging through this too quick. Maybe not. Did I even unpause this thing? I'm having a look. I, I had a Tinder conversation and like, I remember, I think it was late night Saturday. I think it could have been late night Friday. All I know is I was working on, on the computer. I was trying to get some stuff done and I got a message 
And the message was like, you know, I, I, or I'd like that I matched with somebody or something, something was going on. And there was a person who I'm trying to think, like I matched with them, but I don't think I did like t- Tinder's like, Hey, you, you have someone who likes you. And I, and I was like, Oh, isn't that nice? And then I'm like, okay, click on the thing. And it's, it's a person, I'm not going to say their name, but it was like, it was like a name I didn't know. It turns out it's like an Algerian, French, Middle Eastern kind of name, excuse me. And, and I'm just like, I don't remember if they said something. So I was like, okay, well they said something to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to respond. And I just started chatting and this person was very like proper, I guess. And they're like, they're a science teacher or something like that. They used to work like in the medical field, something, something. And I'm just like, they're like you know, Oh, I was just eating my dinner and I'm like, okay. And you know, and they're like, I had a salad They I had a veggie sandwich. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, I just took a bunch of vegetables and shoved them in my, in my sandwich, you know? And I go, isn't that like a salad with two croutons? And they're like, Oh, LOL. Ha ha. That's so funny. And I'm like, Ugh. like, I'm like, I'm not that funny, but I, I remember they're like, what's your favorite, like, like what, what are your favorite veggies or something? And I, and I, I just started talking about how, like, there's like four vegetables. I just don't like, I like a lot of veggies, but there's four vegetables I don't like. And they're the, they're the, the, the kind of like the most the Mount Rushmore of vegetables, you know, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and, and mushrooms, right? Mushrooms aren't really a veggie, but you know, you get a veggie pizza, there's mushrooms on it. A lot of things have mushrooms that, that, you know, shouldn't. Mushrooms tend to be synonymous with veggies, right? You find them in the produce section, you know, there isn't a fungus section, right? And people seem to be more inclined to have fungus on their pizza than pineapple. The world's messed up. But all that is to say that there, you know, I was chatting about that and then, you know, they're like, oh, LOL. Oh my God, you're so funny. Oh my God. Where have, where have they been hiding you? Like I'm this special thing. Like this person has found their person or something. I I just, I, I was already like, I'm just talking. I'm not trying. I really, really, I already, I knew right away. It's not even like I was willing. I got to be completely honest. I was not even like I was willing. I'm just like, this person's talking to me. I'm just trying to be nice. I shouldn't have matched with them. I'm now I'm just trying to be nice. And I'm just, you know, they're asking me some simple questions. I'm answering them like me. I'm asking those questions in return. So I can try to do the work, you know, and this person's like one of those ones, like, you know, one sentence, bang, one sentence, bang, one sentence, bang. so the stack, like four or five things they were saying, like most people on here are like nice. And then after a couple of days, they show their true colors. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? It's like, oh, they're just creepy. I'm like, oh my God, how? And they're like, oh, well, just people just want to hook up. And I was like, okay. And that's not what I'm after, but I was like, all right. And I'm, I'm listening to this and they're like, you know, but you seem different. And I was like, and I even, I even made some jokes that were like, like relatively edgy. And they're like, she's like, oh my God, I love it. And at one point, you know, oh, where have they been hiding you? And and, and I'm like, oh God, I don't like being praised and I don't like being liked, <laughs> not by people who don't know me. And especially like a potential love interest, which like I said, like my, my door wasn't even open to the fact when I started talking. But I remember like, like every time I make it, they like, I'd make a joke and they go, Oh my goodness. Like that was what they would respond. Oh my goodness. I was like, Oh my God, this person is way too proper. Even though like, Oh my God, it's so funny. Like, and I'm like, they're like, Oh, I had a tough night studying for my midterms or something. I'm like, well, I'm a high school dropout. So that's not relatable to me at all. And then (laughs) they just kept, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know? And, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry for the joke. Oh no, I love it. Oh, you made my night so much better. I was so stressed out and I really needed this good laugh. Da 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 da. And then at one point I like, I said a joke. They're like, Oh my God, you're hilarious. And then they said, your family is lucky to have you. And I was like, ew, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. I was just like, ew, my family is lucky to have me. It just, it was so like, 
like you could tell, I guess their values are like, oh, my family's important. I'm like, first off, you don't mean like, <clears throat> it's not like I'm just chatting with somebody and they're referring to my family as in like my partner and my kids because I'm on, you know, Tinder and I don't have kids, you know, biological children. Oh, we're going to go for our first slurp of the night. Oh yeah. Fresh bottle of water. Get that H2O. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like my mom and dad, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, like it was also just like a weird thing to wish because I, I I hadn't talked about family at all. I don't say like, oh, family's very important to me. It's not. I I love my parents. I I love my brother, but I don't I don't actively spend time with them. I'm really, really busy. It's not like I've never been like, oh, family's so important. Like I've told stories in this podcast, like how your family fucks you over. So it was just weird to like, we're just, I'm just talking. I'm just being funny. Oh, your family's lucky to have you. I'm like, what kind of fucking compliment? Like, I know that they're trying to be nice, but it's just, it was so fucking weird to me. And it was, it was like, it's like, okay, well, like I'm, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'll chat with you later or whatever, something. Yeah. I'm just go, oh, sorry. I'm like, I remember like if I took more than a couple seconds to respond, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I was just saying, I'm like, no, no, it's, it's fine. Like, like it's some, it's again, even if they were like wicked cool, I would never, I wouldn't have been interested. I'm just not on the market right now. Like I said in the past episode, I think I was just like looking just as a confirmation that there are other people that they're out there. And when I'm ready, I can, I can look for them. But it was just, uh, it was just the weirdest fucking, no, I, I, it's a weird thing that I, that, that they said, you know, your family is lucky to have you. Oh, you're so funny. Your family is lucky to have you. I just, it was gross to me. I know they didn't mean it that way, but to me and my experience with family, that was fucking gross. Like that's that. And that's the, that's the last, I, well, I don't know. That's the last thing. Like I would want the value of my humor to represent is my family being lucky to have me. Like, you know what I mean? Again, like this is like, if it wasn't a dating app, you know, if you met me and you're like, oh, you know, you're in a relationship, like I could almost see like, if I was making someone laugh, you know, and they don't know me, they don't know if I'm in a relationship and they may be developing an interest, you know, if they were like, oh, you know, Hey, your, your partner's lucky to have you, you know, as a fishing method to be like, oh, I'm actually single or something like that, but you're on a dating app. So you're already kind of like, it's obvious. So just like this whole, like, like what part of my family, like, you don't know anything about my family. I've never discussed my family. So like, what if my family's all fucking dead and I'm an orphan? Like this just, I'm not saying that they were, they were being insensitive. It's just, to me, it's a weird sentiment. Again, I took it for what it was worth, but I can't help what my knee, my knee jerk reaction was like, your family's like, it was like you, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just, I've never associated me being funny with like my family valuing me especially for that. You know, I'm very lucky that I've been supported by, by my mom. You know, my mom never made me feel like being a comic was, was a bad thing. In fact, she encouraged it more than anybody else. She wanted it for two and a half decades before I finally decided to do it. So, you know, but, but, you know, I just, ugh, your family's lucky to have you. So get this. I, I wanted to talk about it in the podcast and I brought my, my notes with me to the Santa Claus gig today. Cause I'm like, I want to put some notes in and I wanted to like revisit the conversation to see if there was anything else I could add. Now that's, I'm not trying to shame this person, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and just talk about the conversation. Cause it was weird. It's the only conversation I've had. Cause again, I'm not really interested, 
but because they messaged, I was like, I, I don't want to be rude. And the whole time I'm like, well, how do I let this person down? Because like at the end of the conversation, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, I was like, have a good night or some shit like that. And I like, that was it. And I didn't, I didn't reach back out to them. I wasn't really keen on it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'll be nice, but I'm like, you know, I know I'm not interested in, in pursuing this. So, you know, how do I let this person down or easy? Right. So I'm there and I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, do you want to see this like weird compliment I got? And like, let me know what you think. I go, I open up the app and I go to go to the conversation and she's unmatched me. It's so funny because this person seemed so interested in speaking to me again. And it was just like, nope. You know, I guess because I didn't message them the next day, I, I guess that was it. This, this thinking I'm the greatest and where are they hide, where have they been keeping you or where have they been hiding you? That kind of shit. Like all of it just, you know, I don't know. It's, it was funny to me because I was like, I just thought it was fucking hysterical by the way that they were going on about me and, and my value and this and that. And then just all of a sudden like, nope, I thought it was so funny. I laughed my ass off and, and I think I just thought I was like, oh great. Like I, now I don't have to worry about hurting that person's feelings. That's, that's all I hear. So it was best case scenario. I thought it was funny, best case scenario. And I, I think I don't know what I'm doing with this, this app. Like I want to, I want to cancel. I, I deleted the other ones that I, like two of them I didn't even set up. And then I, and I, I set up the Bumble one. I deleted that hinges on here and I don't know how hinge works because I'm trying to like delete the account, but it's not letting me. So I'm worried about just deleting the app. And then there's this just account sitting out there with my name on it. So I don't know how that works because I'm old and stupid. But if you want to teach me how it works, I'm down with that. You guys, Hey, send me an email, contact at one man podcast.com. And, and I will listen to you on how to delete this stuff. But how, like, what do you guys think of that compliment? Wasn't that a weird, a weird thing to say? Like mid text first conversation. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. You're fine. Your fucking family's no, not your fucking, your family's lucky to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not care for that at all. Thank you. But no, thank you. And pro tip in case you're listening to this researching the best ways to woo yours truly. I'm laughing at that as a concept, but let's just say someday I get famous. I get in shape. I become charming, interesting to listen to all, you know, the stars align in so many different ways. And someone goes, I want to get to know this guy. I'm going to look into his early work and see, see what he likes and what he doesn't like. Well, I do not like being told as a result of making you laugh that my family is lucky to have me. Deal? Never say that, and my dick won't shrivel up inside me like a fucking, you know, snail with salt on it. I don't know how that works. Is it snails that fucking shrivel up when you when you pour salt on them? So moving on, moving on. I watched a documentary, and I love having the computer in front of me now because now I can actually like you know work on stuff and pull things up to reference while I'm doing the podcast. And I, I like watching documentaries that have to do with, with provocative, risque, taboo stuff, predominantly titillating subjects. I've watched a lot of documentaries on the porn industry. I find them very interesting because like everything in life, you know, what you see, or I guess I should say like everything in the entertainment industry, at least 
you know, what you see on screen, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to get it there, right? Like the movies that made us is very fascinating to find out like what went on and in the porn industry, an industry that's so fucked up in so many different ways. I find it fascinating to learn what goes on behind the scenes and how shit happens, how people get into it. I'm really learning anything. I've watched documentaries on some of the dumbest shit that I can think of. So I was just scrolling through Tubi last night and I found a documentary called Boobs, an American Obsession. And it's like a comedy documentary. It, I, I can't say I found it particularly funny, but it says from anthropologists to porn stars, the film, this film explores our culture's fascination with breasts in a revealing yet humorous investigation. Cannot. Okay. It says it's directed by Nina Brownfield Barry. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to click on. Okay. So I click on, it. it just took me the only movie that she's done. So while I Google her fucking name, I can't say that it actually was super funny and it, it dumped right into like it, it, they had a few parts where they talked about like cultural you know, aspect of breast, whatever, but mostly it was just kind of following like some women who were looking to get breast, you know, augmentation, you know, some women who were looking to get breast reductions, you know, women who've had mastectomies and their breasts removed. So it was kind of like just a bunch of different scenarios involving breasts, like real versus fake, you know, Hey, do you prefer real or fake? Like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. And there is nudity. If somebody is just like, well, but did you get to see titties? Yeah, there's titties in it, but it's, I, I really was fascinated because there's people, even there's even like, you know, the decency board where they're like a woman who wants to walk around and show her breast is crazy. Why would they want to do that? Blah, blah, blah. It's a documentary from 2010, by the way. So it's not super, it's not super, excuse me with the yawning. It's not super recent, but, uh, it was worth, it was worth a watch. And the, and then the funny thing that came as a result, like I said, it's, it's, it's okay. Is it like, would it, would I put it up there with real good documentaries? No. And I really, I really wouldn't even call it a documentary comedy because I didn't find it to be funny. It shows like a mother daughter duo that are strippers and like how they're, you know, that they're going, like you see a lot of these women actually go under the knife and get their surgeries done too. So you see the different ways that they do breast, uh, augmentation surgery, augmentation. That's the word, right? Augmentation. Yeah. Surgeries. You ever have a brain fart where you're like, I know this word. Why does it feel like I'm saying it wrong? So it was just like fascinating, I guess, in that regard. I would say if anything, it was more about like breast implants, like breast surgery more than breasts themselves, because that was what most of the, the, the documentary was like talking about women's breasts and what what they think of those. Now there was a few different parts of it that were like, you know, if you show a woman with big breasts and a woman with little breasts, like the, the woman with the big breasts is seen as like, you know more whorish, whereas like, or, or less reliable. Whereas like the girl with the little breasts is seen as like a good girl and more dependable. And it's like, literally, it's just like literally just the size of the tits. Like, why do they have to do with my personal? So there's like, like some intelligible information in it, but I would say it was more about like tit alteration than boobs in general. So watch it if you want, but I was going to say like the, the funny thing is Tubi is one of those platforms that we'll play just some random thing next. It just, it just keeps going and your, your thing doesn't time out. It doesn't say, Hey, are you still there? Like Netflix, which I kind of depend on because with Netflix, if I play a movie at the end of the movie, it sits there and then my TV goes off an hour later when there's no activity on the screen, but Tubi does not. And like YouTube does not stuff like that. So sometimes I'll fall asleep with something on and I wake up, you know, six hours later, if I'm lucky, six hours later, 
and the TV still playing. So like, I, I don't want my TV to be on all day and all night. Now that I'm working in front of the computer, I, I leave the TV off and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to, I'm not just trying to try to bear it out my TV. You know what I mean? So last night watching boobs, watching boobs. And I got to the point, like it was pretty, it was, the, the, the documentary was in fact done. And I don't remember what came on next. I really truly don't. I, I remember seeing the last words of the guys, like the, there's a guy on a bike and he's just like boobs, you know, I don't know what it is, but I love them. And like, that was the end of the documentary. I was like, oh, it's kind of a weak, weak ending to that particular aspect, you know, to that, to that movie, you know, it's just like, oh, boobs don't know what it is, but just love them. It was like, it was like, I, we could have said that that could have been an opening line of the movie, not like the, the findings. Oh, baby. Sorry. Just paused for a second. And I think the last thing I talked about is the guy saying that thing at the end and it just being over. I woke up. It's a it play stuff. Actually, I think that's the last thing I was saying is just things that were playing. So I don't remember what was on afterwards. I really don't. It just started playing. I rolled over and I think I I passed right out within a few minutes. Don't even remember what was playing, but I woke up and of course TV's still on and I just, I wake up and there's a woman laying in bed on the phone, tits are out, like whatever. She's just talking. It's like topless. I was like, all right, what's this thing? And she's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. And then she just like puts the phone between her legs. And I was like, what's the guy going to like hum, hum or something and talk to her pussy. And then all of a sudden like, oh, hey, how's it going? Da, da, da. I'm like, what the fuck? And, and then it's like, it's clear. Oh, hey there, Virginia. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, nothing bad. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, her, her pussy's talking on the phone. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. She talks on like the pussy. Her pussy is talking. It's, her pussy's talking. Not like, hey, it's on the phone. Can you believe that? I didn't know they could teach them to talk on the phone. It, not like it's like it's talking, and it's having a conversation with some guy, and then all of a sudden she like you know like or whatever hangs up the phone afterwards, whatever. And so, and I'm like, what the fuck? And again, I'm just waking up, so I'm like, <clears throat> this is weird. What the fuck movie is this? And then the next thing is like, she's like, I'm nervous. I don't want to go out there. And she's wearing a dress or whatever. She's like, it's okay. We can do it. And like her pussy's talking to her. We can do it. We're gonna be stars or whatever. Da, da, da. And she, she goes out there, she's standing up on top of a platform and there's a microphone that's, that's right at her crotch. Right. So the dress, she's wearing a dress and it's a long flowy dress and, and she's, she's standing there, the microphone's at her crotch and you hear like the guy's like, pull the string, pull the string. And she's like, I don't know. I'm so nervous. And then her pussy's like, pull the string, pull the string. She pulls a string and it like opens the front of her dress, like, like theater curtains, curtains, it pulls them up. So it's got like this, almost like, like, uh, you know, if you're doing surgery and you, you split the middle and then pull back the skin or whatever. So it's like, pulls it right out and her pussy has, or her vagina, her vagina has like this sequence bikini thing on only it's not like, like she's wearing straps with it. It's like literally just like a cup around the vagina with sequence and no, no strings or straps or anything like that. You know, like it's plugged into her butt or her vagina. Like, I don't know how it's just staying on there anyways. And then she's singing. And then it starts just singing into the microphone and she's just like, she looks all nervous and stuff while her twats fucking sing. They didn't have like a puppet twat where it's like the lips are flapping or whatever. <laughs> it was like, like this weird fucking Jim Henson, Jizz Henson, huh? It wasn't like that, but I was just like, what? And I go, what in the fuck is this movie? So I looked it up. Let's, let's, let's look it up again. Okay. I got IMDB in front of me. I got Ryan BD in front of me. Let me see if I can blah, 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 blah. I remember the song she was singing. It was like, and it was, 
I'm already on imdb.com. You ever go into the fucking site and search its own goddamn thing? The movie was called Chatterbox because I found that I was like, what is, had to hit pause, found out what it was from 1977. Okay. It's called Chatterbox. And it says a young woman who works in a beauty parlor discovers that her vagina can talk, which causes her no end of trouble. You know, if you thought your twat was a pain in the ass. So the, the actress's name was Candace Rielson or whatever. She's dead now died at 50 something. I remember looking at that going, Oh, that's sad. It's pretty. And, but, but she's topless so frequently in that movie. And so I just remember like, I was watching like the next scene where it's like this. And then, and then her agents talking to her, like, we're going to make you a ton of money. I was like, I was like, this is so funny. And then her, Holy fuck. Was that Rip Torn? I think I just saw Rip Torn in that movie. Yeah. Rip, Rip Taylor. Sorry. In Chatterbox. So Rip Taylor's in that. And he looks actually young enough where he's not wearing that goofy fucking blonde wig. So anyways, yeah, she's like, she's, she's got her, her agents talking to her, you know, Hey, we're going to make you a big star. And then her mother shows up, you got to cover up right now. And then he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Mrs. So-and-so I presume we're going to make your daughter, you know, I'm going to, I'm representing her multi-million dollar career. And she's like multi-million. Then immediately the mother's on board and like, Oh, I've, I've supported my daughter. And then they come back in and take pictures of her daughter naked and, and the mother standing next to her, which was fucking weird. I, uh, then, then, then they've got her like on tour and then she's on like the, like this dating show, you know what I mean? Like, like matchmakers or something where it's like bachelor number one, bachelor number two, you know? And, and like, it was just, I, again, I, I, I think I got all the way to the end of the movie, but I was getting up and putting clothes, like I was doing stuff, but I left it on and I'm like, this is just the wackiest movie. So again, it's on Tubi. It's called Chatterbox. Tubi is free. It is a goofy, weird ass fucking movie. And I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was funny to wake up to and go, what the fuck is that? Like if I hadn't seen her, her twat talking on the phone, I would have just been like, oh, another fucking bullshit titillation Tubi movie. But I think, yeah, I know I watched it at the end. Cause then they put on some other movie afterwards called babe watch, which was just again, horrible acting and tits needlessly Tubi, Tubi is like the goofy blue nui of, of streaming services. So if you've got like a, th- well, I mean, again, like the kids don't even have to try to find porn. It's, it's just right there for them at all times. They are, they're drowning, drowning in the stuff. So, I mean, again, when I was a kid, like you, you, we never even had a box. You couldn't even wait for a free weekend of HBO to see tits. You got scrambled porn, which was, which was just hilarious as a concept to just be like watching it, waiting for something, waiting to see if like, like the part of the screen that was unscrambled was a titty or a beaver or something like that. You could hear it clearly. I'm surprised that you couldn't scramble the audio as well, but they could scramble the visuals. Anyways, needless to say, chatterbox, funny boobs, mildly informative. Oh fuck. IMDB has the, has the first trailer of GTA six up on the main page, which is actually something I was going to talk to you guys about and a perfect reason to segue right over to it. So if you like video games, you know what Grand Theft Auto is. If you don't know what video games, you've heard of Grand Theft Auto. They have just released, it's supposed to come out uh, Tuesday morning, but of course this episode comes out on Wednesday, so it will have passed regardless. Tuesday morning is the release of the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, and I've already seen it. I guess the trailer leaked a day early, and I have checked out the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, and I gotta tell you guys, it looks pretty fucking spectacular. They're they're doing it in Miami this time, or their version, which is Vice City. It's showing all sorts of of 
cultural activity like beaches and and you know muscle car meetups and and nightclub activity and you know rooftop bars a lot of the, the miami vibe that people know is definitely showing up in this trailer there's so many people in the trailer people as in like just you know if you don't know much about video games the more people you have moving and walking and talking in an area, the more processing power it takes. So they're really showing you what the capabilities of this new Grand Theft Auto game are going to be. They show like the Everglades and you see like those wind boats. Can someone do me a favor? Can you, can you please write in contact at one man podcast.com and tell me what you thought or what that's called? Are they wind boats or like, like fan boats or something like that? You know, the ones, the gigantic fans that they used to go through the Everglades they are showing like crocodiles and stuff like that, but, or, or alligator, sorry. And they're also showing like these little, like, like it's like people taking social media videos, like, and TikToks in Vice City where like people are fishing, you know, like, like animal controls, like fishing an alligator out of someone's pool. And, you know, somebody else is, is, you know, twerking on the back of a, you know, a, a, a car while it's driving. You got, you know, people fighting in the streets. There's actually even one that showed a security camera of an alligator coming into the front door of a store. It looks great. Gang, it really looks great. On my Facebook, I posted the link to the trailer, but you can just go on to YouTube and put in, you know, GTA six trailer and you'll see it. You'll see what, what it looks like in terms of a game. And it's got a Bonnie and Clyde vibe. Your main characters are, are like a Bonnie and Clyde, but it just shows the city. It shows the, the, the great detail and the, the liveliness of, of vice city. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. it says it's not coming until 2025, but that was a really cool thing to, to watch and see today. I'm very, very excited for, for, for GTA six when it comes out. What was I say? Yeah. I, uh, the last thing I'm going to tell you guys about before we, before we all move on. Oh no, I, I, I forgot to tell you guys that I, I did a pizza delivery shift. A friend of mine owns a, a pizza spot. I won't say the name just cause I haven't been given permission to. And sometimes people don't want to be associated with my mouth, but. I did a pizza delivery shift on Saturday night. I took off, got there around four o'clock and it was out in Canada. Well, actually it was way out in the West end. It was further than Canada, but I hadn't done a pizza delivery sh driver shift since like 2015, maybe 2016. So it's been a long time since I've delivered pizzas, but I'm like, I'm not doing anything and it's an expensive month. I can, I can go and take some deliveries and, and make some tips. I, I ended up, I think when I got there, like it was kind of like Josh has already done del delivery driver. So like the staff that was there, didn't know I was there or didn't know I was coming. And I kind of just like flew by the seat of my pants in the first bits. When I just showed up, I started folding boxes right away until there was a delivery. There's already a delivery driver there who was waiting on the one order that was there. And then finally, when the second order had come in, they kind of got me into the system at like, you know, 440 and you know, I'm, I'm prepping the pizza, you know, like I haven't used their, their point of sale. I haven't used their, their pin pads. I haven't used their check, like their, their, their dispatch system, you know? So I'm kind of like, I just, I, I don't really know anything's here and no one's trained me. So I made a mistake my very first delivery because I'm looking at the box when I'm packing them in the bag and someone had like, you know, really bad handwriting written on it. And I go, Hey guys, is this just somebody had written on this box or is this like what I need to know? And one guy's like, Oh no, like they said that there's a parade going on. I'm like, Oh, isn't that great? That's going to make deliveries real easy. So they said there's a parade going on. And the person said, if you can't get to them, just give it to one of the police officers and they'll run it to the parade marshal. And I was like, all right. I go, okay, good to know. I'm glad I asked. This note was buried under the second box. You got two pizza boxes stacked on each other and the notes on the hidden one. So I'm like, okay, glad I checked. Glad I asked. So I'm driving there. And then in my head, I'm going, well, wait a second. Like 
is this paid for? Because like, imagine you show up at a parade, you can't get anywhere near the person who ordered it. And you just say to like some cop, here you go, you're going to have to pay for it. So I was like, is this paid for? So I, I pulled the receipt out of my, my, my jacket pocket that also had the address on it. And I see it says like, you know, total 45 and change. And then it's underneath it says balance due 0.00. I'm like, okay, it must already be paid for because it says balance due is zero. So I get there, I can't pull into the place because they've got sawhorses blocking it off and someone manning and I go, Hey, I'm here, I'm here from the pizza place. Uh, there's a pizza there. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're expecting you. And then they're like, uh, is it paid for? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, it says here's zero. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. And I, and I fuck off. I get back and I'm like, I'm like, just out of curiosity, was that pizza paid for? They're like, no. And I'm like, all right, that's what I thought. I'm like, of course, like all, all of the information at hand for me to look at, right. There's no reason to think that like, well, Josh, this is, it's very unreasonable of you to expect this to be paid for considering it says balance due zero. And they were just telling you to hand it to whomever. Right. I'm like everything pointed to like, well, it's already paid for. They're just asking me to, you know, anyway, so I fucked up. Then my next order was like a triple, which means I'm taking three or three runs out. Like usually with pizza delivery guys, it's like rotation. So it's like it, this order is yours. The next order is this guy's then whatever. So the only time you ever take doubles or triples is when there's a ton of pizzas coming in and those are, and all the, the pizzas are going to the same area. So I take this triple, but I get stuck in this horrific bumper to bumper traffic because of the parade, like the, everything rerouted us off the main street, but it took everything down this one street where at the end of the street, there's a stop sign. So it's literally just like stop and go. And then there's a, like, it's a T intersection. So there's always somebody coming from the other way too. So it was just like horrifically long processing to like get through the end. It was like sitting on a conveyor belt, you know, waiting for a box to go get taped up, label slapped on it, pushed on the next section and go. And then the next box folded up, taped up, label put on it. Move it. Like it was just moving at that speed. And it was far. It wasn't like I was like six cars. I was like 30 cars behind. It just took forever to, to, to get there. Luckily, the people were all very, very kind over the course of the night. Like there was a, like, like this was a, an expensive area of town, like, like easily million dollar homes, easily million dollar homes. And who's the fuck is messaging me? Someone's messaging me right now. Uh, it's like, I don't know. So I, I just was like, you know, a couple times, like I remember someone paid online and it's like, oh, it's paid for already. I'm like, okay, great. But it's like no tip. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're getting me cash at the door or whatever it is, you know? And we're, these pizza orders guys were like 60, 70, $80, some of them. So like, that's a lot of money to throw away on one meal. And, you know, if you can afford that, you can afford to throw some, some buckages the way the, the, of the driver. And so I, I remember getting to the door and I had the slip and the slip showed like, you know, like it is at a restaurant where it shows you like, you know, subtotal tip and then total. So like, if you want to like, be like, yes, this was the total we've run your card. We've already charged for that. But you know, if you fill in the difference, you know, we bring it back and and you, you charge the card differently. That's exactly what our bosses did at, at Domino's. If someone paid by credit card, yes, it's already paid, but you get the slip. We need a signature and you just fill in the blank. So you write the total and write it. Like I, there was other drivers, by the way, this is just a tip for you guys, no matter who you order from. If you do happen to order from a, a place that's still using a slightly archaic method where you still need to sign a slip, be sure that you write in that total properly and, and cross the middle section out or write in the tip properly, because there's people who would just sign the bottom and leave it blank. And I knew delivery drivers who would write $10 tips in there for themselves, because if you leave that line, people can write the math themselves. You've already signed it. It's essentially a blank check. So be sure to protect yourselves. But, but that was a thing that would happen is that, you know, you get someone to sign, they would fill in the tip amount. So you didn't hate getting a credit card order because you're just going to have, you know, the person will fill it out themselves. And when they're right there in front of you, they, a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time they're going to feel really shitty 
putting zero on the tip section. They're going to give you something. Well, I, the person who answered the door on this one, I asked the kid before I left, I'm like, they got to sign this, right? And he's like, not really. I was like, okay. So I bring it with me anyways, bring a pen. I get to the door, ring the doorbell. It's a woman's name on the, the order, but a guy answers. And he's like, oh, wicked pizza. And I, I give it to him. And he goes, it's already paid for, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, thanks. And he goes to close the door and he's like, oh, wait a second. And I pull the thing out of my pocket. And I go, I just need to, I just need the signature for the, the credit card, please. And he's like, oh, one second. He calls his wife. She takes the slip. Oh, okay, right, great. And she goes behind the door, fills it out and then hands it back to me. Have a good night. I'm like, thanks so much. I look and now she's at an $8 tip, right? Because the guy was going to give me nothing, goes to close the door. So I come back and I tell the, the, the kiddo, I'm like, I'm like, hey man, here's why I bring the slip in. Because look, she wasn't going to give me anything. Well, they weren't going to give me anything. And, and, you know, it was a 10 minute drive there, 10 minutes drive back, you know, I'm paying my own gas. So it was like, that's why I, I get them to sign. He's like, oh, well, we don't have a way to process that. I was like, what? And he's like, we don't have a way to process that. Like the system is already built that like everything's taken through the back end. Like we don't have a way to, to process it again. I go, then why does the system print out the tip? And he's like, he's like, that's just the way it is. It's old school. I was like, so I did this or nothing. He's like, yeah, I'm like, that sucks. So essentially like I got nothing from that house, which was irritating part of being a pizza delivery guy. And I think I did a couple more, like not many, there really wasn't a lot of deliveries that night. And I think maybe did like eight total, but another place like, you know, gave me, it was, it was a relatively large order again. It was at a hotel. So it's more work to do that. But then they sent the kids down to the lobby to pay for it. So instead of paying it themselves, they send the kids down with the card, which is another kind of sleazebag move that I've noticed. A lot of people do that where it's like, you don't want to be the one to, to put $0 for tip in. So you send the kids to do it because I think they assume, oh, well, no one's going to get mad at the kid and it's not embarrassing. They don't care if the kids, the kid doesn't care if he's embarrassed. He doesn't realize the concept of working or whatever. But I, part of me is always like, why do you make the kids do it? You know what I mean? Like imagine, cause some drivers are complete fucking assholes. They'll yell at a kid. So I'm just like, wow, imagine, imagine the balls sending your fucking kid to go in and, and, and take the wrath of some angry pizza guy. It's just, it, it was funny to me. And it's also kind of trashy. Don't, if you're listening and you get your kids to pay, don't, 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 don't send them into that lion's den. And if you're doing it to save face so that you don't have to look the person that you're fucking over in the eye, then you're an asshole. You know, and I love all my onesies, but you're, you're an asshole. If, if you're strategically making your kids do it because they won't care about giving a uh, stiffing someone essentially. So anyways, that was, that was my night delivering pizzas. I made, I think I made like $40 in tips on a Saturday night with like, you know, I think I made $40 and I probably brought like 60 to $700 worth of pizzas to people. So if that makes any, like if it tells you anything about the percentages or whatever it is, it was just kind of shitty on a night that I'm stuck in traffic for, for a parade. So I, I didn't absolutely hate it, but I was very quickly reminded that why I don't do it anymore and why it's not super lucrative. Not to mention the fact that when I did it last, I wasn't competing with Uber Eats and DoorDash. So there were a lot of deliveries that came in. Oh, I forgot about that fun part of the story. I got to, I got to get into a fight with a, with an, with an Uber driver, Uber Eats driver, I should say. So for, to finish that last point, like when I delivered pieces for Domino's, there was no Uber Eats and DoorDash at all. And at this particular place, there is Uber Eats and there is DoorDash, which means that like a lot of the deliveries aren't even coming from, from, you know, the, the restaurant itself. It's, it's going through the, the system, which has other drivers come and get it. So anyways, at one point there was a, a driver who came in and I guess he had to wait like, you know, close to 10 minutes for the order. But it had nothing to do with the staff. It was like Uber told him, hey, it's, you know, like they, I guess I've never done Uber Eats, but essentially I guess that tells him that there's an order ready, come to this restaurant. So he gets there and he has to wait like, you know, eight or nine minutes for it. And 
I've stood in McDonald's. I've seen guys waiting for orders before. Like that's part of the gig. You show up, you wait for the order to get ready. Anyways, I'm standing at the back of the store, like by the computer waiting for, for, you know, my, my info to come through to clock out an order. And I just hear this guy yelling, blah, blah, blah. I wait 10 minutes, waste my time. You contact Uber. You tell them that, that don't waste my time next time. Don't tell us to come and it's not order when it's not ready, blah, blah. And he's yelling at the kid. And then he just starts to walk out and I go, stop yelling at him. You know, I go, don't yell at him. And he goes, what? Like he's tough. He goes, what? And I said, don't yell at him. And I start walking towards the, the front of the store. I go, don't yell at him. He's working very hard. He was, and then the, the kid was also like, oh, yes, don't worry. Yeah, I understand, sir. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Like he was just like dismissing him. But I was like, don't yell at him, man. And he's like, what? And I go, don't yell at him. I go, he's working very hard. It's not his fault. He's not like he's slow or doing a bad job. They're working very hard. They're getting orders out as fast as they can. He's not Uber. He doesn't tell the the, the system to, to tell you to come before it's ready. I go, if you, while you're waiting, you can call, call Uber yourself and tell them not to do it. Like, don't tell him, don't yell at him to do something different. You know, and he's like, oh, this is bullshit. I'll cancel the order. I go, then cancel the order. I don't care. Don't yell at my staff. You know what I mean? It's not okay to, to yell stuff. If you don't like it, you can quit this job. Don't do this job then. Waiting is part of the gig is what I said. Oh yeah. 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 And he kind of just walks up right in my face and I didn't even flinch. I'm like, dude, I don't even work here. I'm helping out the, the manager. You know what I mean? So like, I don't care if you're angry. I don't care if you cancel. Don't talk to the staff that way. They've done nothing wrong. They're kids. You're an adult. You know, he's like, these, these, these suck in their teeth. Man, whatever. Your breath stinks. And I go, yours smells like cigarettes. And I, I don't even know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with my breath. I think he was smelling his own. But he's like, yo, your breath, because he got up in my face. And he's like, try, like, I guess it's kind of his way of making an excuse to have to back away. Like, like when he saw that I wasn't backing down. And then uh, he walks at the front door, turns on and gives me the finger. I'm like, well, he didn't, in my head, I'm like, he didn't cancel the order. So it's like, he still wants it bad enough. This is, this is Johnny empty threats. And it was really funny to me that like, he's, you know, he's like tough. And as soon as he saw that I wouldn't back down and I didn't even care. Like, I think like all I need is a couple people to just not pay me or try to fuck me over. And it's going to irk me and put me in a position. Where I don't care. I don't even give a fuck if I get punched in the face. I have aggression that I need to let out. And if it's going to be somebody who yells at customer service, people, you know, blames the wrong person again, any injustice will get me fired up. So buddy, you're, you're stoking the fires and you're getting me right where I need to be to, to be angry. So anyways, I was just like, I was frustrated. I didn't swear. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't rude. I didn't make insult him back. And plus me, I would have destroyed him. But I just turned, there was another guy in the store and I said, I'm very sorry, sir, that you had to see that altercation. Like, I, I don't mean to, I, I, you know, make you uncomfortable. He's like, no, I'm in, I'm in waiting for a, an order pickup myself. And I just, I'm waiting patiently. I will, I go, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Like we, we understand our guys will have it ready to you as soon as possible. And he's like, yeah, like, he's like, I've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes you wait. I go, yeah, I just don't get it. There's a lot of people who want the work, you know, a lot of competition with these deliveries. I have no idea why the guy, you know. He even said like, you have to accept it. And that, you know, like, I don't know why these people complain. Like you have to accept it. He was telling me like, I've seen like YouTube, TikTok stuff where like someone will show up, you know, and they can see that the tip is like zero or $1 or whatever, and they'll show up. And then when the person, you know, like they'll take the order, they, they throw the order down their hall. It's like, why did you accept it when you can see what the tip is, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's just funny to me. Some people are just garbage. You know, they really are. And, you know, that's, that's a problem with this dude is just, you know, he's, he's angry. He's, you know, not making as much money as he wants or whatever. So for him, he probably said yes to the tip and didn't like to wait and just, just is what it is. I, it is what it is. The most uh, meaningless saying I know, but at the end of the day, I just, I, I, 
I got no patience for people who were service people. It bothers me. So moving on to the last subject, I didn't think I was going to fill an hour, but here we are at the hour point. I'm not even done. Guys, I am putting together a tour, hopefully. I have a lot of work to do, but with my buddy, Paul Verzi, who is the guy who opens for Bill Burr internationally. And Paul is becoming such a force in the comedy scene himself that he doesn't really even open for Bill anymore. He's his own headliner, selling out his own theaters and stuff everywhere. Love Paul. Great dude. Good buddy. One of my favorite episodes and interviews with the podcast. There's an episode with Paul Verzi. And so Paul wants to come back up to, to Canada. And originally we were just talking in the summertime about maybe getting him up to Ottawa to do a theater show for a night. And I said to him like, well, what if we tried to strain together? Like there's enough cities close together that maybe we can do like a little Ontario tour or something like that. And, and he was like all for it. So I chatted with him. He got me the information from his management team and I'm going to do the legwork to sort of find some venues. But what I need from you guys is for starters, if you, and I would be, I didn't even mention this, but I would be opening for Paul. So it'd be a little tour where me and Paul Verzi would be coming to theaters across Ontario. And right now we're thinking about Montreal because it's close enough to Ottawa, but I don't know how it works for like all the money rules and everything like that in Montreal. But we're going to have Paul in Ottawa. I would love all of my Ottawa people to please send a message to contact the one man podcast, letting me know if you'd be interested in getting tickets to come see Paul Verzi. Cause that makes a big difference. My onesies in the Kingston area, or even if you're formerly Kingston or whatever, and you're listening and you know, some venues would love to put a show together in Kingston. My Toronto peeps, let me know. We might do two shows in Toronto, depending on like just the, the demographic and the size of the theater. And then of course I, we did, you know, I would, I would be open to doing like Hamilton and stuff like that. And then we want to do one in London, Ontario as well. So again, listeners in any of these areas, this would be something we talked to Paul and I were on the phone earlier today. We talked and it's something we'd be looking at doing in the spring, but I don't know exactly when in the spring. So really important that if you guys are listening, contact at one let me know where where you are around those areas. If you know a venue that you would suggest that's around Paul's looking for like 350 seater, like average. So if you could give me an idea of a theater that would have that capacity in one of those areas or very close to one of those areas, please send it to contact at one man podcast.com. I got to put together, uh, you know, an intro letter with Paul's agent, just letting him know, look what we're trying to do and, and what, what he needs from me, uh, with my legwork and whatnot. But that's very exciting. If that, if that goes through, that'll be me going on tour with a very big name. Paul uh, has a special on Netflix, Nocturnal Admissions in the States. You can see him on ComedyCentral.com. He's got his, I'll say this special on there. He was just featured in Bill Burr's movie, Old Dads. Like Paul's, Paul's crushing it. Paul's crushing it. He's, he's on the Anything Better podcast, the Verzi Effect podcast. I love Paul to death. I think he's a great guy, like great human, great comic. I fucking love that dude. Hardworking son of a bitch. And uh, I really look forward to being able to bring him to Ontario. But for that, we need, uh, we need help. Not just to find the venues, the more, the, the most important thing guys is that if we do book some shit, buy tickets. Okay. Buy tickets, buy tickets, buy tickets. It's huge. That's how, that's how comedians grow. I, it gives me an excuse to come to where you are so that I can meet you, but so that you can also see Paul and, and what he does and everything like that. Couldn't, couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, so we're really looking forward to hearing from you guys, uh, to, you know, with some suggestions on that. Having said that I'm going to plug the fact that I am hosting and then headlining at absolute comedy in Toronto. So hosting January 2nd through 7th, then I'm headlining the 9th through the 14th. Get your tickets at absolutecomedy.ca. A reminder that I will be doing the code names live holiday bash, December 26th through January 1st with my partner red frequent contributor and co-host of the podcast. You can check that out at twitch.tv slash nerd incorrect. 
This week coming up, I am heading to London, Ontario to do a Metro grand opening and then to hang out with my pal Red and uh, and her family, you know, in the in the off time. So super jazzed about that. Really looking forward to seeing them. Guys, thank you as always for listening to the One Man Podcast. Check out that trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. It looks super cool. Even if you're not into video games, just look and see what a video game can look like now. It's crazy. Thanks for listening to the podcast, gang. I will chat with you again soon. She tried to make my